0: Hello, hello, Federal employees, and happy Tuesday. If you are listening to this right when it comes out, and if you are, thank you for supporting. I really, really appreciate the community that this podcast, this YouTube channel has created, a group of people that are truly, truly searching for the answers, the the tactics, the strategies to get the most out of your benefits to plan for retirement. So thank you, thank you, thank you for investing in yourself and spending some time with me this morning. Today, we are going to be talking about whether you, as a federal employee, when you retire, should you leave a a piece of your pension for your spouse? And when I say that, most people say, of course, right? Shouldn't I always leave something for my spouse if it's an option? Well, maybe, right? There's lots of ramifications to think about, lots of different nuances that you definitely want to know about to make the best decision for you in retirement, for you, your spouse, your family, so that you know that they're taken care of no matter what. I think that peace of mind is invaluable, not for just you, but for your spouse and to live in the retirement that you want. Just having the money that we want in retirement is great, but having the peace of mind that we want now in retirement, that is truly, truly the most valuable piece to truly have the best retirement that we possibly can have. So let's dig right in for those that have not heard about or unfamiliar with, the options for leaving a piece of your pension for your spouse, there's three. There's three main options as FERS federal employees. The first is a full survivor benefit, right? And that is 50% of your pension. So basically, if you elect a full survivor benefit, if you were to pass away first as a federal employee, your spouse would be eligible for half of your pension, okay? So let's say your pension is three grand a month, okay? Let's say you pass away first, your spouse would be eligible for 1,500. They'd continue getting a check in retirement for $1,500. That's the first option, okay? The second option is half of that. So that is 25% of your pension, right? And so whatever your pension is when you pass away, your spouse will continue receiving 25% of it. The last option is zero percent. Basically saying, hey, I don't want to give my spouse a survivor benefit in retirement. Okay. So right now you're saying, hey, why don't we just give our spouse as much as they possibly can have? What is the downside? Well, it is not free. The benefit of leaving your spouse a piece of your pension is not a free benefit to give. So for the full benefit, which is 50% of your pension, if you were to pass away, to give that benefit to your spouse, it costs 10% of your pension while you're both alive, okay? So again, let's say your pension is three grand a month. If you make this election to say, hey, if I pass away first, I want my spouse to have 1,500, half of my pension, then it's gonna cost you 10% of your pension when you're both alive, okay? So instead of receiving your full $3,000 a month while you're both alive, you're gonna be receiving 2,700 every month, right? So there is a cost, there is a cost, that you have to be aware of if you pick one of these things. Now, if you pick the, the half survivor benefit, the 25%, then you only give up 5% of your pension while you're both alive. So there's pros and cons. And of course, if you pick 0%, it costs you nothing. It's 0% of your pension that comes out. So those are the three options. Those are three different options that you have to have. But I have to note that your spouse is entitled to the full benefit. And let me tell you why that matters. For you to pick any other option than the full benefit, the full 50% benefit for your spouse and the 10% reduction of your pension, for you to pick anything other than that, your spouse on your retirement application has to sign it and get it notarized. Basically saying, hey, I am aware that this is happening. I know the ramifications, right? That is what they have to sign off of. So, It has to be basically both spouses coming together saying, hey, this is what we want to do. It cannot be just the federal employee making the decision. So make sure you talk with your spouse, say, hey, what makes sense for us? Because you both will have to make the decision when that time comes. Okay, so one of the huge ramifications that you have to know about when making this decision is it's not just about leaving your spouse income. It's also about leaving your spouse the ability to stay on your health insurance plan, the FEHB plan that you are both on as a a couple, to allow your spouse to continue on with that coverage, if you were to pass away, you have to leave them some sort of survivor benefit. If you leave them zero, if you do not leave them a piece of your pension, they will no longer be able to stay on your health insurance plan. That is a huge, huge, huge to know. Let me repeat. If you leave your spouse zero part of your pension, they will no longer be able to stay on your plan if you were to pass away first. That's how it is. They have to be getting a pension in the mail or a check in the mail from OPM every month to be able to stay on the FEHB plan. That's how it works. It could be either the full benefit, the 50% benefit, or the 25% benefit, but it can't be zero to keep FEHB. But let's say maybe you're a retired military, you're on Tricare for Life, you don't need FPHP. that may be a whole different ballgame, right? For you, you have to make sure that it makes sense for you to allow your spouse to keep it or to say, hey, that doesn't matter for us, we're covered with other things. Okay, one more thing to think about is those with a former spouse and ex-spouse, those that have been divorced, you will want to check your divorce decree because often there's written in divorce decrees for federal employees things where ex-spouses are eligible for or are entitled to this survivor benefit, okay? And if an ex-spouse is entitled to your survivor benefit on your pension, first, your pension's gonna be reduced, right? You have to pay for it. But second, your current spouse, if you remarried, it is much, much harder to get them a survivor benefit. It's complicated, there's more nuanced rules. So if that applies to you, make sure you understand the rules, the ramifications that come along with it. So first step, if this applies to you, is check your divorce decree. Make sure you know what your ex-pouse is entitled to so that you can make good decisions going after that. Okay, another question I get all the time, okay, can I change my mind? If I elect a survivor benefit, or don't elect a survivor benefit, can I change my mind later? And the answer is yes, during a certain window, right? So how it works is once you start getting your full regular pension payment, which takes a while after you actually retire for OPM to process everything, but once you start getting your regular full pension, you have a 30 day window where you can change things, where you can increase, you can decrease, you could give your spouse more of a benefit, less of a benefit, and of course, if you decrease the benefit, you have to get them to sign it again, but you can make changes during those, those 30 day windows and it doesn't cost you a thing. If the 30 day window is gone, if that already has passed, you have another 17 months to increase survivor benefit if you want. Okay, so another 17 months, a total of 18 months that you can increase benefits if you want. If you didn't give your spouse a benefit but you're still within 18 months, you can then, at that point, give them a benefit. You can make changes during that time, but you can't decrease after the first 30 days. The problem is, if you do end up increasing during those, the next 17 months, you have to pay the premium, the amount that you would have paid from your pension at the beginning, you have to make a lump sum payment to make sure that's all covered for this to happen, for you to increase that amount that you want your spouse to be able to get if you were to pass away. So that those 18 month window, that window is the time that you have to play with to make changes if needed. But again, it's always best to know far in advance, okay, this is what we're gonna do, and then at retirement time, you make that decision and you don't have to go back and scramble and make changes down the road and worry about these windows of changes. It's just not worth it. The best thing to do is go in with your eyes wide open so you know the decisions that you should make from the get-go. Okay, another question I get all the time on this is what if, what if my spouse who is eligible for a survivor benefit, what if they pass away first? What happens then? And basically what happens is, since your pension was being reduced during retirement, at the beginning of retirement, because of this election, if they were to pass away first, that reduction goes away. Let's say your, your pension is three grand a month, you had a 10% reduction, so you were only getting 2,700, right? Let's say, if they were to pass away first, your pension would be bumped back up to the three grand, the $3,000 a month. But how, however, you won't get anything from the amount you paid in during the first part of retirement before your spouse passed away. That's how it works. Okay, last, thing, last question I get all the time is, okay, what if I get married in retirement? Can I give them a survivor benefit? What if it's after the 18-month window? You know, what can I do then? And the answer is yes, you can give them a survivor benefit, but it does generally cost some money. So let's say you retire at age 60, and you get married at age 70, okay? You're single when you retire, but you're married, let's say, 10 years later. You have an opportunity to give them a survivor benefit, but you will have to pay back anything you would have paid if you would have been married during the last 10 years of retirement. So it can get very costly depending on how far you into retirement and what your pension amount is. So make sure, make sure, make sure you understand those ramifications when making this decision to say, okay, is it worth it? based on them being able to stay on my FEHB plan? Is it worth it based on do they need the income, right? Those are some of the main things that you have to think about when choosing, okay, should I leave them something at all? Should I leave them a partial or full? Now, my final thoughts on this is just because you leave them a survivor benefit does not mean the planning ends, right? You want to make sure that they will have the income they need to live the lifestyle that you currently are, you keep up your standard of living if you were to pass away. Oftentimes, if I ask someone, hey, if your husband, your wife was to pass away, how much of the income you currently have would it take to continue your household, continue your living, right? I rarely hear 50%, right? It's more like 80, 90%, right? And so leaving 50% of your pension often is not enough for people to keep up their standard of living. So make sure you look at your whole picture. Look at your Social Security. Look at what Social Security benefits they're going to be left with if you were to pass away, the survivor benefits. Or maybe they had their own Social Security benefits, right? You have to look at, okay, what are they gonna be left with? Everything considered, investments, everything else, and will they have enough money to continue living the standard of living, having control in retirement that you want to provide for them. And ideally, Both couples, or not both couples, both people in a couple live a long, long time. And none of these things really matter too much because everything works out great. But planning for things that could happen can allow you to not have to worry about them regardless if they happen or not. Because you're prepared, you've thought thought through it, and you know the rules and how things work so that you, your spouse, your family are taken care of. And retirement can be a joy a joy, and really enjoyable as we enjoy it stress-free, right? That's the goal. So I hope that was helpful. If you have any other questions about survivor benefits, please, please put them in the comments below. Let me know what surprised you. Put them in the comments below, and we'll definitely, definitely discuss more in the future. So again, I hope that was helpful, and I will see you guys next time.